Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is, wherever you're watching. Welcome to Bridging the Gap. I'm your host, Councilor Glenn. Hey guys, William V. Thompson here. And we're on episode number 34. That's it, Council, man. I'm excited, man. You know, we've gone through 33, and the last time we talked on 33 about creating money from your credit, mm -hmm. and we're going to continue that process because as people know by now that money is nothing but what? An, an idea. idea. And guys, if you're lacking money, it's because you're lacking ideas. We're going to talk about creating money today by being a deal maker. All right. Before we get there, what was the biggest one you put on uh, creating money from your credit? Uh, I think the biggest thing, my friend, is literally becoming a personal guarantor to do a deal. Okay. You know, somebody finds a great deal, the numbers make sense, and all you're going to do is bring to the table your credit, and you're going to walk away with a nice, fat check or a nice deal or a house with equity in it. So, brother, a PG or a personal guarantor is a great way to go. Gotcha. You, I like to authorize you a little better myself. That's sweet, but it, it depends on what. It, that gives you consistent cash flow. But the PG, I make him make five, ten, maybe twenty thousand dollars. But, but again, you can do both of them. Yeah, you can. Bottom line, yeah, all right. both can be done. Yes, sir. All right. So, so today, man, you this is the deal maker. This fellow meets no strangers. This guy's always kicking ideas around, and he's great about finding people that he can partner with to do a deal. So today, Count, I want to look at creating money by being a deal maker. Now, when I talk about a deal maker, what sort of comes to mind? Basically, it's a middleman, uh, okay. for lack of a better term, or somebody that basically puts two parties together that, that are looking for each other, but okay. for whatever reason can't find them. You're right. It's you're really right. marketing, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> you're right about that. Okay. So let's say, for an example, I'm a landlord, uh -huh. and I have about 10 houses. Okay. And I, I've, I've listened to you. i got 10, 15 houses now, but i got a problem. Some of those houses are vacant because of. I can't seem to find tenants for those homes. How can you, a deal maker, help me? You make money, and I make money, too. Help you find the tenants. So um, whether it's... And then guess how businesses start. You think about it. If I was able to get a list of landlords and say, hey, I have vetted tenants who we pull criminal background checks. Great. Okay, good. We've done uh, credit reports. Yeah. We verify income and they are ready to rent. Good you deal. Know, yeah. Income qualifies. And here's a list of tenants. Or, you know, I was able to find you, an individual, through my hustling and yeah. just network. Somebody that's looking for a house that meets your criteria and well, say, hey, it. that first month rent. I won't. I like That's it. That's my fee. Yeah. And you keep the rest. Yeah. Now think about that. I'm the landlord. I got these 10 open units. So let's say 10 times a grand. That's $10,000 a month I am missing out on. And normally I'm going to get the first and last month anyway in advance. So literally as a landlord, I get the first and last, give half to you. So I'm nothing out of pocket now. And I have vetted. And again, emphasize vetted again. Why is that so important? That's important just because I know if if, if I have vetted tenants, they're probably going to be there a little bit longer. Good point. I don't yeah. have to worry about them tearing the place up yeah. or a bunch of stuff going on in my unit. I like it. So that way I have some stability uh, in, in the tenant. So I'm not coming to you six months later say, hey, I need another tenant. That last yeah. one didn't work out. Yeah, I got you, man. Good idea. Good idea. So again, folks, you can be that person, again, the deal maker, because there are a lot of people out there now that have vacancies. OK, absolutely. And then you can, I mean, find the vacancies driving around for, okay. looking for for rent signs. Uh, they still put them in the paper as well. Craigslist, yeah, you're right. Facebook Marketplace. You're right. Check all of those places out. And even sometimes Zillow will list. Uh, houses that are for rent. Yeah. If you see the same number, the same landlord popping up a few times, give them that a call. Point. 
Yeah. And that's what I like to do, even with wholesaling. When, when I first started, man, I called my cash buyers first. Okay. And asked them, hey, man, what are you looking for? Good point. What's your criteria? What zip code are you looking at? It could be the same with a, with a, with a landlord. Like, I may look for a tenant that has four times the income, four times the rent. Their income is four times the rent. But the rent's going to be okay, I guess. Some landlords st- stick to three. Okay. But, you know, they may have stricter, you know, um, requirements. But if you don't know that up front, you That's will never point. meet that person's, you know, what they're looking for as far as a renter. But if I call the landlord and say, hey, man, um, you know, trying to find some tenants, this is what I propose. Mm-hmm. Can you give me your, you know, criteria for a perfect tenant? Okay. I yeah. got you. I got so, you. Some may like pets. Some may not. Good deal. Could you potentially double dip? Meaning that everything, you know, we talked uh, episode 30 or so about making money online. Uh-huh. Could you potentially double dip and even people who are looking to rent, maybe even get some type of fee from them? To find them the right place they're looking for. Yeah, you think about it. It's a company here locally help you rent. Okay, um, yeah. They do the same thing. That's wild. Yeah, the the the, the property managers or they are prop not property managers but the landlords list their properties with them. Okay. They advertise it to gotcha. the renters and charge both parties, parties. a fee. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So my guys, folks, why can't you do that? Again, it's all because you now know. Think about that. And a person could, I could personally have bad credit. I could be unemployed. I could be disabled. But again, it goes back to money, nothing but an idea that's actionable. Absolutely. All right. Good deal. Here's one that's a little bit more down your alley again. Instead of me, I have a house I want to sell. I don't want to fool with the realtor because sometimes, in my opinion, they may not get it. I have a house to sell. Okay. How can you help me and you make money as a deal maker? Easy. I mean, um, the best way to do it mm-hmm. as a deal maker is to find a hedge fund. Okay. Okay. Now, what in the world is a hedge fund? So, a hedge fund is a conglomerate, for the lack of a better okay. term. Basically, it's a, a pool of high net worth individuals who put their money together to acquire property. Gotcha. Somebody like runs that hedge fund. Okay. Uh, so, you can find a buyer of a hedge fund and uh, sell the property to them. Okay. They don't charge a commission. They pay pretty Good as far as, you know, value to value. Uh, they're not looking for deals like a wholesaler would be. I'm with you. Okay. Like I talked to one of my cash buyers last night. And, you know, I had a property for sale, fully renovated. And I was like, man, how come you, why wouldn't you buy that property? He said, count, I could go buy two one for $30,000, put about ten in it. And I'm all in 40000 on a house I can rent for eight nine $900 a month. I got you. Why would I buy a $135,000 house? And have that same rent, the cash on cash return. Don't make sense for them. Hedge fund buyers are totally different. They're not necessarily looking for steals like that. They're Mm -hmm. looking for places to park their money where it's going to grow. Okay. So they'll be able to pay you more. Okay. Now you use the terminology, and please get this, guys. Cash on cash return. Explain that. I don't know the exact ins and outs. You probably do better. But basically, he's putting in $40,000. There you go. To get $900 a month. Okay, and nine times twelve is ten. Let's call it eleven thousand. Mm-hmm. So he's bringing in eleven thousand. He spent forty thousand. So when you do the math, eleven thousand over forty thousand, that's about a twenty-seven percent return annually on an appreciating asset. Now, if he take that same rent, that same nine hundred, mm-hmm. but he pay one hundred thirty-five thousand for the house, huge difference. You're right, no doubt about so it. So the cash on cash return from a forty thousand dollar house all in to one hundred thirty five thousand. Yeah. Granted, it may be in the hood, 
Well, his cash on cash return is great. <laughs> that's what he's worried about. And that's the number, man. You're right. So he could buy three houses at that price that he would have bought the one at that's 135 right. and make not $2,700 yeah. a month. It's 27 a year. I mean, annual percentage. Percentage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but instead of having nine hundred dollars, oh, I got twenty seven. He got yeah. twenty seven hundred from three. I got you at it that same one thirty five. I got you because he just bought you know three two okay. ones instead of one nice, really okay. nice three bed one bath. I like to makes sense. Yeah, yeah. See, and again, guys, it goes back to we call it cash on cash, cash flow. It's synonymous, mm-hmm. and and that's why numbers never lie. You got to do the numbers. Don't fall in love whether it has crown molding or not, or it has the hugest backyard, etc. But fall in love with the cash on cash or the cash flow returning. That's how you build generational wealth. Plain Agreed. and simple. Agreed. Okay. Hey, now let's look at number three here. All right. So I have found this great deal, Council. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm talking. I, I found this great deal. Uh, the numbers make sense. I don't have any money. How, as you, as a deal maker, how can you come in and help me? And in helping me, you make money. Easy. Um, you could be a broker. Mm-hmm. So you could partner with several of these lending companies, Lehman One Capital. Okay. We're broker with them. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so anytime that somebody has a deal, whether it be a fix and flip, a buy and hold, uh, single unit, or even up to four units, I, as a broker for Lehman One Capital, I ain't got nothing to do with their process. All I do is make sure I'm able to find the people, mm-hmm. get an application, send it to Lehman One. That's it. I love it. I get a percentage mm-hmm. of, on the actual total loan, whether that's one or two percent. Again, that don't sound like a lot, but $100,000, I'm making a grand for connecting two people that wouldn't have that's right. connected. And as you grow your network yeah. and people know you as a broker, that's do it. three or four dollars a month. I mean, that that can change things for you. I got you. I got you. And the thing people got to understand, Councilor, do I have to have a job to do this? No. Do I have to have good credit to do this? Nope. What about do I have to, uh, can I be disabled and do it? Yeah, you can. Do, do I have to have a college degree to do it? Nope. Do I have to be the best writer and reader in the world? Nope. How about have a college degree? Nope. Okay. What must I have? I mean, in other words, it has to be something that I need to make this work. Just the ability to hustle. That's and, it. And the mind to, to learn. That's it, man. It's plain and simple. And maybe an internet connection. <laughs> yeah, I got you. See, so again, folks, remember, stop making excuses. The only limitation you have in life, guys, is how you think. And today, Council has given you an awesome system of creating money by being a deal maker. And let's do one final one. Business owners. Business owners normally pay a, a, a premium for what they call acquisition costs mm-hmm. to, to get a new customer. So let's say, I say my case, let's say whether it be tax clients or consulting clients, et cetera, how can you make money by helping me with clientele? Man, several ways. So let's say, for instance, if I wanted to help you get more tax clients, okay. I know nothing about, you know, setting up Facebook ads, which is why yeah. I would go first. Yeah. Hey, Thompson, can I, uh, if, if you don't mind, can I, at my dime, let me print out um, some, um, Yard signs. Okay, yard signs. Okay. About your tax services and give them a number to call. And if you don't mind, can you set up to where we have this number that is tracked? That every okay. new client that calls this number that comes in, I get 30% of what you would charge. Okay, them. I'm open to that. Yeah. I, I do. I'm going to pay for my yard signs. Okay. I'm, I'm going to pay for the tracking number. It's going to forward to your number. When this person calls, hey, man, I saw the sign you do taxes. I need my taxes done. Can I come in? 
You know, you charge three hundred bucks, I get a hundred every every customer. I'm open to that. Them yard signs gonna cost me about a hundred bucks. The the trace that number is gonna cost me ten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All I need is two clients, and I break even. Wow. Let's say I take that same thing and I put, um, and this is a little antiquated, but I I go to the the depot bus station. I post up the flyers, but I got the little uh, peel off mm-hmm. coupons. Yeah. Bring this coupon in for. 20% off your tax. I love it. So every time somebody brings you a coupon, that's one of my referrals. I love it. Uh, passing out flyers. Or if you really, you know, got a time to honestly watch YouTube for about an hour or two <laughs> and learn how to set up a Facebook ad form and do a lead generation ad. I love it. And just charge for the leads. Hey, it's on you to convert them, but every lead, give me five bucks. Yeah, see? And that's powerful because, again, people many times are paying a lot for the lead. But if you bring me 100 leads a day and they meet certain criteria, that's something I know I as a businessman, and I think most people be open to get those kind of leads that are already sort of been a little pre-qualified. Yeah. Somebody, myself included, will pay you for that. Absolutely. Again, you it, that's, that's a... A hustle way you can do it, the yard signs, the, the posting of the flyers. And then there's a way that you can just think for a little bit, uh, learn the skill. That's it. How to run a Facebook ad, a lead generation ad. So if I can do it for Thompson, I wonder if my barber can use more clients. That's it. I wonder if my massage lady can. I wonder if the guy to wash my car, I wonder if they can use more clients. That's it. So now you got four or five people you're running a lead generation ad for. I like it. They pay for the ad spend, but every lead you get a cut. It's up to them to convert it. Right. That's it. You don't need to be doing all that. But if I can manage the ad for four or five different people and I'm getting paid per lead, lead generation ads are the easiest one to run. I love it. I love it. And the great thing is you're talking about whether you live in California, you can help me in North Carolina. Absolutely. Whether you're in New York, you can help me down in South Carolina. So I don't have to be in the same city. And I'm going to end with this here and let you wrap things up for us. On a couple of occasions, you talked about building your database, building your list, sort of close out with why, why is that so powerful? And you've taught me the concept about monetizing the list. Yeah. Let's end with that thought. Was it Mark Walker? We were looking at that one day we had, he had like a 40 seminar going on. He, He was basically talking about how a list literally gives you the opportunity to print money. I love it. Because if you have a list and a product, now you can't, I haven't seen it work with people all, all over the place where they're selling crypto here, they're doing tea here, yeah. you know, they're they doing real estate here. Like you got to be known for one thing. Good point. Yeah. What's that one thing that your list knows you for? Okay. So every time you put it out, you have people that are ready to buy, whether that's you running lead ads to somebody, whether that's you being a broker. And you growing your list of real estate investors okay. and you're sending out, a you know, a automated text every week and an email twice a month. OK. Uh, hey, you know, look at, you know, he, these are current rates. We're running deals. If you if you refer somebody, this is the email you send out to, you know, your list. Okay. You know, I'll give you a hundred bucks. I mean, that's going to bring you a thousand. Are you willing to spend a hundred to make nine mm-hmm. all yep. day long? Right. And it grows your list at the same time. So if I'm constantly putting out information about that one thing that I'm trying to dominate in, you know, and and I'm growing my list at the same time, anytime somebody comes up with a deal, now that may be, you know, somebody doing one a year, you got somebody doing one a month, but 
you're at the top of their mind because it. you're constantly putting out information on the same subject matter. I love it. All right. Um, but yeah, that list is powerful. It literally gives you the ability to print money. I love it. All right. If you really want to know how to do it, next week we're going to do podcast 35. We're going to be talking about building wealth by building an online business. And I tell you, I'm going to be the guinea pig. Or I'm going to be the case study hopefully next week because Council, by God's grace, has helped me double and almost triple my business because of online. You want to catch us next week to learn how an old school guy tapped the wisdom of a new school guy. We bridged the gap and whereby heretofore I was brick and mortar. Now probably 69% of my business is online. Next week, learn how you can do the same thing for your business. Back to you, Count. It's easy, man. And again, I didn't know any of this before. So know. I was his guinea pig. It sounds like it, but yeah. it worked. <laughs> <laughs> it worked out well. But yeah, man, uh, find something you want to do and dominate in it, man. That's it. Um, That's it. You know, I, I, my, my son asked me the other day, he said, Dad, how come there's always one bank and then there's another one right next to it? And I said, I, I didn't say birds or feather flock together, but that was my new start. I said, son, if that bank is open and successful, that means another one can be there too. And I mm-hmm. pointed out gas stations and then fast food yeah. restaurants. They always cluster together. So even if there's somebody in your area or in your niche dominating, there's mm-hmm. still room for you as well. No doubt about it. Uh, you just, again, what was that quote? I wanted to read a quote. Uh, somebody said it today and I heard it twice. Maybe the secret sauce we're looking for is in the hard work we're avoiding. <laughs> I like that. That's true. Yeah, it's not a get rich quick. Ain't no magic pill I can give you. You no. can take. It's going to take some work. That's right. But guess what? About 90% of the people ain't willing to put it in. That's right. So you already got an advantage over most people. It's true. 90% of the folk don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. They talk about it. <laughs> if you just actually take action and be consistent, you're in the 10 percentile already. Mm-hmm. Just stick with it. That's right. That's it. it. All right. Let's do it. Well, again, like us, subscribe, share, pass the word here at Bridging the Gap. We're changing lives. Why? Because cash flow is the rocket fuel to build generational wealth. Good day and God bless you. Leave me hanging. Well, I, 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 I. <laughs>